0: Hello, and thank you for downloading this episode of discussing documentaries with me, Matt Wills, and Rick Wharton. Today, we are talking about the series Seven Days Out uh, with season one, episode two, and we are doing Eleven Madison Park. And basically, the Seven Days Out series is it's seven days before a major event and you follow the the people around. I can already tell by looking at Rick's happy little face that he's not happy about this documentary. (laughs) Oh, I can see it. <laughs> He's blowing smoke. He's wearing vape smoke at me. Um, it's from the year 2018. The provider was Netflix. Uh, no money, no accolades. To talk discuss.
1: about the money. We're going to need something to fucking talk about, Matt. We're going to need something.
0: <laughs> and here's the blurb. At the number one restaurant in the world, staff and owners face a flurry of nerve-wracking challenges as they race to reopen after extensive renovation. Um, very much different from our our fair of late this is incredibly different um, <laughs> I wish this was a visual medium Rick because your, your facial expressions at the moment you are <laughs> that's got a meme written all over it
1: I take back everything I said about the Barkley Marathons, <laughs> Studio 54 and whatever the mental dog ladies were I take it all back <laughs> I take it all back
0: Did you did you not enjoy this? it's a simple 45 minutes it's a real simple 45 minutes where you meet a few a few crackpots what, what's not to like
1: i here's the thing if you point at a crackpot i'd be happy but i didn't see a single one are you serious we'll get into the people it at the beginning okay. uh, when we go through it but i spent this time trying to think i think they thought they would have a nutcase chef and they could have called this reality entertainment, but they didn't. So they have to the, call it a documentary. The,
0: the, yeah. Well, he was a little tense, wasn't he? But, uh, but here's the thing that got me right. They said it's the number one restaurant by whose metric. Have they ever been to the Calvary at the old Tollgate Inn in, uh, well, West this is Sussex. what this
1: is why I thought it, there is a lot of crossover between this and our lives over the last 7 yeah.
0: days. It's the largest cavalry in the south of England, though that's not confirmed. I've been at Toby Carveries that I'm sure are bigger than that. Um
1: let me tell you. So just just to fill the audience in on what Matt's talked about. So what night would it have been? Friday night. That
0: was Friday night. Yeah.
1: So Friday night we had a gig and um where was it? We Rick? set the gig up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> It was at the old Tollgate inn. Location in Staining, West Sussex. Staining is it? Staining? Staining? No fucking idea. I literally do this there, right? When you ever run a gigs like that, I literally walk on stage and go, "Hello, Bu twenty three five NX, how are you?" I just know the postcode because that's what I put in to get to the sat nav. I don't know where I am. I'm I'm in England. I'm not at home. That's all I know.
1: Because you should never have a big meal before going and performing because you get tired. You you do. But I took one look at the room and one look at the carvery and thought, fuck it, I'd rather have a shit ton of meat. Um, (laughs) This was, I knew exactly what I was doing. I knew exactly what the result would be.
0: I need. Did you see me do backflips when the guy said to me? So he, yeah. he.
1: I was next to you in the queue, oh, and right. that was brilliant. <laughs> so imagine this is like a super posh hotel, right? Like super fucking posh, and it got like again, it's like five star quality service as well. So we've now got people queuing up behind us after wearing like our slack pants after putting down cables and setting up mics, and we're like, all right, so uh, do we just grab a plate? Does he? <laughs> Does... If i if i take some are they gonna stop us? Who, who who knows that i've paid for this
0: and we and we got and a performer's discount which i try to yeah. i'm trying to wangle as a free meal and you're trying to speak out your side of your mouth you're, you're like shut it you're gonna ruined it and i'm like no, we got a disc right?
1: You've got your work voice on, which sounds like a fucking carnival barker. Fucking going, yeah, how about for free, mate? Yeah, how about that? Shut the fuck up, Matt. This is eight quid for a massive carvery. They're not doing any better than that. So, Matt goes first in the queue, and now we've got about 15 people behind us, and the guy starts cutting the meat. <laughs> 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 so I see Matt's face lighted up, and, I'm going, and he goes, "You're going to have to tell me when to stop cutting, sir." He went,
0: "You mean I'm allowed this?" <laughs> by- <laughs> and I went, "Will they carry on cutting?" And he went, "Okay." And he just carried on cutting this lab. I went, "You're going to
1: have to tell me when to stop, sir. No, you're going to have to say <laughs> when it's enough."
0: I have a problem with gluttony. Um, yeah, and then the veg was delicious. The, did you see the size of the Yorkshire pudding? It was like the size of the plate. And I went, don't have the Yorkshire pudding because that will make me sleepy before I go on stage. I had the Yorkshire pudding. That was a fucking mm-hmm. mistake. A proper so mistake. I
1: was, I was at least in the second section. And uh, so I'm at the back of this little room. Matt's on stage, about to bring me on stage. He did uh, about nine seconds. Uh, <laughs> He goes that. Well, I'm just going to bring one of my maids so, on because I'm at the back and I'm holding a fart, and this is a small enclosed room, and I'm actually next to me the chef that served us all the food has came and sat down. His chair's like eye level with my ass, and I, I just like clapped one out. This wasn't a quiet one. It was just like a proper loud fart, and it went Rick Wharton, and then I just had to walk through. The middle of this narrow room with everyone just wondering what the smell was. <laughs> <is.
0: laughs> and you've got no sense of smell, so you don't know how bad that cauliflower fart was. Because I had to walk back past you and through it. I was like, you dirty bastard. Yeah. I did four minutes, you fuck. What are you on about?
1: Did, are you sure though, Matt? I'm
0: fairly sure. I'm fairly sure. Okay. I was so that, that, tired. Yeah.
1: I'm not one to criticise people for doing less time.
0: Yes, that's right.
1: I just remember I, I didn't have a long time to figure out if I can go outside and <laughs> fart or not. Um. Anyway. So anyway, the most underwhelming gig of the week, but it was worth it.
0: It was good. I liked it. it was that, that food, though, God, that was gorgeous. But anyway, so this restaurant that they're opening up is called 11 Madison Park, and it's the number one restaurant in the world. But... I'm like, well, who? Who says it's the number? I mean, we do find out later who said it. But these people have never been to that carvery because as much meat as you can eat... I've never had that at a carvery before. It's three slices. And then you get it on your plate and they're like, move along. Don't hold up the line. It's prison rules when you're at a carvery. It, it, it's
1: the it's almost the hyperbole they put in stuff because you have a talking head. And I'm going to struggle for names on this one and throughout. And one of the guys goes listen, it rings true in restaurants, in movies, that when you do sit at it, and I'm like, don't just put your thing in with, like, no, you're making fucking scampi, not Avatar.
0: <laughs> so there's, there's two fellas. There's Daniel Hum, he's the chef, and there's Will Godara, he's the restaurateur. And effectively, they both work at 11 Madison Park. And then the geezer who owns it, here's a geezer called Mr. Danny Meyer. Um, he sells it to Dan and Will. And then he says to them, okay, well, what are you going to do then? Where are you going to go from here? And instead of answering, is it down at the Lake House Pier? Aye, 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 yeah, yeah, They turn around and they said, we're going to make it the number one restaurant in the world. Which they do. So fair play to them. They're very driven.
1: They are. They are super driven. I, I could see Matt Wills working at 11 Madison Park.
0: Me too. I could see. Yeah, absolutely. Just, I made this note later on we'll get to it actually it's the perfectionness that they go for is that, is that a word perfection yes it's a word i just made it up uh but
1: the levels pernickety country is what I <laughs> yeah, it was pernickety
0: country yes right and we will get to that later on but have, have you ever eaten in a restaurant like that um
1: i've not quite like that but like uh, again pretty nice older in mexico that had you know people who showed us to our seats (laughs) i think i think i think friday might have been the closest i've been to a restaurant like that
0: because i went to go to this restaurant uh when i was in new york did you yes uh mate i do love a bit of fine dining i am quite the snob when it comes to restaurants i fucking love it that's the reason i picked this restaurant uh this documentary sorry i love that
1: oh sorry i thought i thought you'd give a shit because the first one was cruffs. I, In the series, I
0: didn't want to do that because it was dogs. I don't know how pissed off you got at the well groomed. I wanted to do the dogs as well, but no, I went for the restaurant because I was going to go there, but it was on that opening weekend and I couldn't get a reservation.
1: It was on that opening weekend,
0: yeah. yeah. That's the weekend I was there, so um, yeah. Weirdly enough, uh, that's not a problem. So you're
1: up to date on the
0: number one restaurant in the world and things like <laughs> yes. that. Yes, oh, yeah. <laughs> it, if you want an equivalent of that, right? Next time you're, where do you get your train from? Kings Cross. Yes. Okay. There's a restaurant at Kings Cross Station that's on par. It's, it's not. I would say it's like three steps behind that Eleven Madison Park. I go there now and again. It's beautiful. It's called the Great. Uh, I think it's called the Great Northeastern Hotel. And yeah. uh, it's it's except the... F- I love it there. It's absolutely very similar to this. Very, very similar. Weirdly enough, by King's Cross Station, which was always renowned for its prostitution and drugs.
1: Nah, King's Cross is all redeveloped in that. Well, it now, is yes. now, but it used it's to be. It's funny. Now you say that because there is literally no corners
0: Yes, yeah. (laughs) That's how they got rid of them. It's it's
1: completely (laughs) spherical now.
0: (laughs) That's a good, that is a great observation. They have taken away all the fucking corners. Even, have you seen the flats there? They've used the gas rings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. very well observed, man. Anyway, so they opened this restaurant. Oh, we'll
1: make an episode out of this (laughs) somehow.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, they said opening a restaurant, it's a a restaurant operates on the Swan Theory which is it's very grateful above and what people see, but below there's a lot of fast-moving parts. Uh, just to point out, not in the old Tollgate Carvery there weren't, because we were backstage with those guys, and they were all calm as well. They were lovely, the staff there.
1: They weren't towards the end when we couldn't be asked to pack up and take. What,
0: you mean when they offered us past pay, uh, Cornish pastries <laughs> we sat down and ate them rather than doing our job? So they had to stay an extra 40 minutes. Because me and you just sat there and ate Cornish pasties. Do you mean they got a bit pissed off at that? It's any little thing, is it, Rick, that sets people off any fucking little thing.
1: It's funny because Matt just sprang into ex- action like Ed 209, like he's <laughs> been given a directive. <laughs> I would have happily sat there and be like, oh, it's got to be a late breakfast.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These poor minimum wage workers were like, look, you're going to be much longer putting your shit out.
1: I don't think their minimum wage, uh, and they were lovely. I got no really problem with the staff there. They yeah. treat us as nice as what they anyone were, has they in a They were beautiful. Yeah. When they got the award for best restaurant, right, and they go up for the speech, I just—it's weird giving an Oscar speech to the fact that you know you've just you know got the most expensive shit in somewhere that makes <laughs> fucking fish. It was a long road. <laughs> it was really difficult.
0: <laughs> no what did he say thanks for believing in us thanks for believing in it's food mate it's food that's all you're doing um yeah that was very weird and then they live streamed the uh, and it was the oscar ceremonies right but for food and they live streamed that to the restaurant which they'd closed for the night and all the staff were in there just watching and they're like, yeah. And they went, I oh, went, don't trash the place while we're not there. We'll do it together. Well, that's funny that's because... Which was a nice segue into we're renovating.
1: It was, but that's funny because they know the only people on the planet watching that live stream well, the is hundred fifty stuff, yeah. yeah. Going, are they going to come back and be moody twats and blame the fact that I slouched on the door one night that yes. we didn't win the world's best <laughs> fucking restaurant?
0: Um. We also meet. Uh, I thought you'd meet a lot more food critics, but we met Frank Bruni, and it was they were quite clear on his title here: the former food critic of the New York Times. That uh, I want to know how he lost his job, because he he and here's why I think right, because he thinks a great restaurant is like a piece of art. Now I like a good restaurant. I mean, I moved to the area I moved to one because I love my missus, and two because they got a wimpy.
1: I love that. I mean, would we still be together if it wasn't for bendy sausages? I don't know.
0: (laughs) I do not know. We don't want to take that chance. But we still talk about the time we said, let's go for a wimpy. And we drove there and the owner had decided to get drunk. So we didn't get the wimpy. We still talk about it. It's Like, yeah, because it solid, the relationship a little bit, not between us and the wimpy, but between each other. Because we ended up going for a kebab, and a kebab is not a wimpy. You have to eat a kebab in the car. Told you, I like fine dining.
1: So, the thing that got me, right, the thing that got me was they'd already won the world's best restaurant. Yeah. And then they go to revamp it.
0: But they did say they'd already made up their mind to revamp it before they won the award.
1: Yeah, yeah, but... I didn't see the Jeopardy. Does that make sense? Yes, yeah, Within this. Yes, completely. Because the seven yeah, yeah, days yeah. out, yeah, yeah. you see the trailer to it, you got clock ticking, tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. Isaac is a me. And in this one, it's just like, well, we're the best at this uh, in the world. And uh, we've got some new sofas and we're in the ceiling. If this is not done in seven days, we'll have to open on Monday instead of Sunday. <laughs>
0: And also they, and took, a, they took reservations and you have to pay up front. So they took the cash yeah. in advance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because all the Matt
1: Wills is coming in there that have been reading their food blogs so and like, yeah. I need to eat this caviar fucking Absolutely. Mr. Kipling gigs." I want to pay this um, in advance.
0: I don't want to argue over the bill. And that's how the, you know the, the, it's fine because you pay in advance. Yeah, a, all right. Okay. Because I, I,
1: I they say things like, well, the restaurant's very important because you're supplying the backdrop for some of the best celebratory moments of people's lives. Like, What are these people really celebrating in that particular restaurant? Because I'm going to take a guess. It's being rich on a Tuesday <laughs> is what they're celebrating.
0: Well, me and my missus and my mate Gary, we went to, uh, we went to the place, the Great North Hotel um, in Kings Cross. We went there after West Ham beat Tottenham at White Hart Lane. So um, yeah. that was one of the pivotal moments, you know, of my life. I'm, I'm sure there's been others. I can't think of any of them. Oh, was
1: that last week when you went to the game? No,
0: no. This was uh, a few years ago when I hung around with Gary. I don't know what happened to Gary now. If you're still out there, Gary. I know.
1: Now that you've said that, you said that's really ominous. Just like...
0: yeah, I, well, I stopped I stopped drinking. <laughs>
1: I, I've got an idea what happened to Gary, but we'll leave yeah. that for off the book.
0: We can get to – because I made a note of why I'm such a moody prick to work with uh, later on, which, again, we'll get to.
1: You see a little bit within this because um, it does show you the, the attitude of success because uh, a much-deleted topic of conversation via this, uh, there is a lot of similarities yeah. to people we work with Yes, to the guy who's not the chef, the other guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Guardia. Is that Will?
0: Yeah, Will Guardia. Or Garda, he Because
1: he's looking going – yeah, that light's not facing the right way. It was facing that way before. Goes, I'm telling you, it's not. It goes, look, here's the, here's the here's the circuit drawn out. Yeah. This is what it was. He went, that's great, but I'm telling you, it's not.
0: Yeah. His 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 panicketiness is. It's not panicketiness. That's that, that. Well, let's get into that now because he he sat down on. He said the ba- This banquet is not right now. I know what a banquet is because I've bought one. If you don't know what a banquet is, it's a sofa. It's just reworded. And he basically said the fibres on this sofa were just a little bit too much on his skin. And that then you start building up a picture of the man, right? So that means he's hypersensitive. So he's probably autistic somewhere along within him. And because of his attention to detail, you could put that down to a level of autism that, again, because I've worked with people like that um and yeah and his skin's touching this thing and he's going this is horrible and everyone's going yeah there ain't nothing wrong with this mate this is of banquet this is the best banquet you can get and he went nope it's painful on my skin and they're like what it's velvet what are you on about velvet is known for being soft and he sits down, doesn't he? He sits down on it, right? And he goes, Ow! <laughs> yeah. Oh, fucking turn it in, son. It's a little bit of velvet on your skin. But again, if he's hypersensitive. Um,
1: I, I've been the guy that they're like, Ricky, will you just sit there and break that chair in?
0: <laughs> but, but that attention to detail, um, that's who I've been working with for the last 30 years. So the blokes I work for, they're all like that. Um, and it 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 changes how you look at life and how you think at life. So um, yeah, I so that's why I'm such a pernickety little cunt, Rick. <laughs> now, now you know you, you, why. You
1: you've worked underneath and known how to make those people happy.
0: Yes, absolutely, yeah. And I've spent thirty years doing it, so I'm I'm not bad at it, right? And I'm not saying it doesn't wind me up at times.
1: There is. There's because, like, again, they're trying to because they're going six days out is the next one. <laughs> it just cuts to how many days left. And everything, by the way, since it's the New York's finest restaurant, is running remarkably fucking smoothly. Like, incredibly well. They've got the best builders, they've got the best equipment, yep. and it's just being put in there. Like, I can imagine, like, it, people actually think it almost therapeutic to watch this of how well something can come together.
0: Uh, yeah. And their frames, right? So they're going to do the fit out within three months. So I think it took me and Kate um, three to five months to. I think it was about actually I think it was more like five months. Romantically, I'd like to think it was three, but it was more like five months to fit out an office on our last big refit project. Um, and that took some doing. That was, and I put in this one. God, we're going to see some people lose their shit. We didn't see anyone lose their shit. Like, he got he got upset about the banquettes, but you know that's.
1: Yeah, because they had 150 Matt Wilsers, is what they had as a difference. They They had a fucking army of Matt Wilsers in there. Thank you, mate. every little part, even people that you didn't even get, like the figurehead. The guy who fucking trains the Smolliers, the fucking people on the front, all had at least one guy with fucking Forrest Gump posture going, if you put the knife down before you put the fork (laughs) down, we will fucking cut you.
0: (laughs) You serve bread to the left and caviar to the right. Everybody knows that, really. I don't Fucking know that was a thing. I had to um, I had to speak to Kate to find out the level of service that they offer at this restaurant. Has she been as you? She- no, but we've she hosts events and they have similar, very, very similar service. So she didn't know, and I said to her, I didn't even Google this shit. I went straight to her. So she phoned up her nan, and basically, the best we can come up with is like silver service plus. So it's like Sky right. Plus, but better. Silver Service Plus Plus. There you go. It was So if you were on a table of 11, 11 waiters would walk out and put everyone's food down at the same time.
1: Okay, I get yeah, you.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was that level, of, that attention to detail. And they do 500 covers a night. That's that's quite impressive. That's that It's a big old space. So that's
1: 150 people. Serving three things, maximum. Do you know what I mean? That's... Yeah, but
0: to 500 people. They're getting 500 customers a night. That's That takes them to it.
1: It's impressive. It's it's New York oh. City, and you've got the best restaurant
0: in the world. What the fuck do you expect? I want to see your impressed face. I think that's why. Oh,
1: no, because <laughs> one, one industry I've always stayed well clear of is catering.
0: Oh, right. It's really hard. It's Yeah, yeah. that's why I stayed clear yeah. of it. There was just
1: nothing it always seems unregulated to the amount of a cock you can be to the staff yeah right yeah
0: yeah it's
1: it's one of those ones that's why it's famous for in reality tv because you've got the ramses and the kitchen nightmares and all that kind of shit and there's a weird sticking point i have which is it's when they refer to chef like it's a military title
0: yeah or or did you not feel like it was a bit cult-like so the fact that they weren't no allowed, cult-like. but they weren't allowed to have beards, right? All of their. St-
1: oh, I forgot that. Yeah, yeah. right.
0: Um, and whenever he said they got an order, everyone in the kitchen had to go. Hey.
1: So, I, 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 I didn't even pick up on that. I was lost off. On oh, that. Okay. yeah.
0: So I, I found it very cult-like behavior in that kitchen, um, and and the fact that they needed everyone to buy into the dream, as much as the owners did
1: yeah yeah and again, that's always something I've struggled with yes, uh, within employment because you don't own the firm.
0: you've got no if the firm goes bankrupt, you'll go out and get another job, you don't lose your house uh, right so like so you haven't got the same stakes as the owner, so you're not gonna care like a as much. cult
1: like a cult, you either have to get them young,
0: yes, which they did
1: or at the ve- at the very rock bottom
0: or or they have or financial to, responsibilities or they have like. to yes, yeah, or they have to give them. Really, poncy job titles. So, for instance,
1: I think you have to be within that system to get the poncy job title.
0: So, the the woman in it, Natasha McIrvin, she was the director of creative projects at Le- Levison Madison Park. I beg your pardon. <laughs> what now? Yeah, I'm the director of creative projects. How many fucking creative projects do you have? It's a restaurant. You're doing beans on toast, but with a bit bit of posh on it.
1: I know, I know. She's like, "Oh my god!" I like, it, it, we're six days out and uh, we're waiting for new steak knives. Yeah. That's a bit scary. <laughs>
0: um,
1: she. We're doing casting J- J- John Ramsey next, by the way.
0: Just so you know, <laughs> <laughs> we're doing the worst. The next episode, worst serial killer you've ever fucking met. Um, and she said that Will Guadara is the most precise. And I'm oh, sorry, Will Guadara said of her that Natasha McIrvin is the most precise and focused person that he thinks he's ever worked with. And that's coming from a guy who can't sit on a bouquet. banquet. sorry.
1: Yeah, but when you look at the list, of like I I I've got to turn that vase around. I've got. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, and then with a week, so they've got a week to go. And then they have, and the builders are still there, right? The builders are knocking the, the shit out of the place. Um, and they decide to have a team meeting in the restaurant while it's still being built. Do you know how hard that would have been for the builders? Gary, you've got to finish that floor in. Oh, and by the way, you're going to lose half a day because they want to come in and have a look at the place. Who's coming in? Oh, the whole 150 people. And they're not going to go. They're going to carry on working here. So you've got to work around them. Good luck. What?
1: Like, well, like when it gets like two or three days out because they're putting a gold leaf ceiling in there, (laughs) Natasha looks up and go, I might have to work this evening on this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And that really fucked me off because that that dismisses the art, the, the, the artistry of the person who's putting on the gold leaf on the ceiling. It's not just ironing on bits of gold leaf on a ceiling. It's like it's taken him years to learn how to do that. Again, I don't.
1: There's no one I particularly dislike within this.
0: Oh, I disliked her very much. She's a fucking organizer. Oh. He's a tradesperson who has learnt a craft. She just learns. How... She's just learnt how to be passive aggressive. That's all she's done. Yeah, I've worked with yeah, a lot yeah. of people she... like Natasha as well. <laughs> Maybe I've just got more anger about it than you.
1: Oh, no, like I say, I, I've stayed clear. Stayed clear. I did bar and catering once uh, for race events and uh, realized it wasn't for me very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> very, very I think quickly. you could say that about we went...
0: jobs. I've realized it's not uh, for me.
1: Ollie, who you met at the first gig we did. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, the guy who dropped us off. He had done a couple, and because he's got cool hair and could drive, was made a manager within like three uh, events. So obviously he brings me along. And the first one we were so skint at the beginning of uni like sorry it was the end of the first year of uni we were so skint i was we were working on the beer tent and i was giving people a free beer for a cigarette one cigarette per beer because they couldn't count the nice. ales like the casks and um the second time we got up we we got in the car we pulled the car off the drive and went I'm just willing to go hungry this week. And he went, Yeah, me too. And we just parked it back up, turned our phones off, never went back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Work wasn't for me. Yeah. Fair enough.
1: Funny thing is, my, my other half was working that same event. And uh, because I didn't do the jobs I was meant to do, uh, I never actually got to meet her until two years later. But she was at that event. She was working a different tent. Are you
0: fucking kidding?
1: Yeah, yeah, she was in a much nicer tent where they make women wear plunging tops where they're surfing drinks, where I was on the other side of things.
0: <laughs> you were the tiled, not the carpet head. Yeah. Um, there's not much more to, to go through this, is there? And the fact that they, they're trying to get their, they're trying to get a restaurant opened and they are trying to create jeopardy. So for instance, they fail the fire test, right? Which means they can't turn the gas on. And there's like three yeah, days do it to again go. the
1: next day, and it's fine.
0: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> because the level of money they're paying, but to get the actual gas turned on, like when there's only, I'm jumping forward a bit, but when there's only one day to go on the Saturday, and they're opening that night for a dress rehearsal, they have to phone a senator, right, who has to phone a mate, who phones another mate, and they get someone to come in on their day off to turn the gas on. That's how it works yeah. when you're kicking around in those circles. The United States With government, the, get your gas turned. You know, what,
1: this, is, this is pretty much the one thing that got me excited. I thought this is a bit like the, the Saudi Arabian Public Investment Fund ran a restaurant. And where we're all sat here, worried that we're losing to Chelsea. Is just like, we're going to ring the Ajax manager tomorrow. It'll be fine. <laughs> 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 we'll
0: just find this guy. It'll be all right. Um and the will,
1: and then, so they, they go into a little bit more on the chef, but he's very quietly spoken. There's not a whole heap to say about him and he's like rem- meticulous. And um, But they go, oh, I was a professional cyclist and at 20, I thought, what if I took this competitiveness into the kitchen? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's when he said, and I, I went to New York and within an hour, I knew I had to live there. Have you been to New York? It's so fucking noisy. I, I did not think that when I went there. I did not think that when I went there either. Although saying that, I I didn't ever think I'd leave London, and I go into you haven't
1: left London. I I
0: go into London now, and it's it's horrid, absolutely. Mm
1: -hmm. I now live nine minutes away from London.
0: (laughs) I'm a (laughs) half an hour drive away.
1: Half an hour drive? That's now. Come on, (laughs) we're fucking we're road dog comedians here. Have you got a gig in London? That's a night
0: off. Like, yes, that is true. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Um, so the staff. Yeah, I mean, it's all just posh, right? It's just fucking posh. Uh, And the particularness of the owner, like, so it's a revolving door and they make sure the staff get the revolving revolving door to stop in a certain location because people have their pictures taken outside so that it always looks exactly the same. And they have the plates turned the right way. So when you flip it up and go, oh, that's a nice plate. Where's that from? It always, it's got the stamp. And so you don't have to turn it because it, it reads the right way.
1: But did you ever see the nice. revolving doors that Sainsbury's had when it used to be the big like, huge it ones? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as a toddler, I got my head stuck in one of those, <sighs> and it didn't crush it. So, like, I stopped like that, like, uh, like head jammed in it. Hang on, hang and on, hang on.
0: How how did you get your head jammed in a revolving door?
1: I don't know. I imagine I was running out the shop without my mother. My mother screamed and I stopped like I've been military trained. <laughs> if I take one more step, I'm going to get the shit kicked out of us. So, yeah, Sainsbury's at the honors and said, I got my heat stuck in it and that was fine, except for, all right, it stops. So everything shuts down. But there's also other people that are now not in the exit part and they can't leave. So they're now trapped like the fucking Crystal Maze. Yes. Banging on the doors, going get the little shit <laughs> trying to ram my head out. But yeah, they just pressed the button that got out. Oh, and they didn't
0: it. have people one end pulling you by the ears and people the other pulling you by your feet, both trying well, to get Well go, they couldn't get, get to me.
1: They couldn't get to me because they weren't in that section. Oh, you were in that section on your
0: own. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, if yeah. you imagine well, it's you?
1: like four little segments, the first segment could walk back into the store, but the two at the sides, yeah, yeah. they're fucked. They can't get they're just stuck in the middle, it, like something from Star Trek. And they're like pushing it. I remember
0: the bristles on my face. I've Just because I know you, I've just got the idea of you sticking your head through again. This will be funny.
1: (laughs) I don't think I did it intentionally. I don't.
0: I know um, a mate of mine knew a fella who, uh, there was a bank robbery in process and he was stuck between, uh, so there was two sections of the, the doors. So there was an inner door and an outer door and they were both glass. And he was in the middle of the two And then the bank teller pressed the button that they were getting robbed. So everything, so they all just shut. So basically he had the police on the outside on the street. And then he had the bank robbers with the guns on the inside of the bank. And he just sat in the middle of those two doors. Amazing. He said it was terrifying, but after a while it became normal. And he just sat there for a few hours and he had a loaf of bread. So he just sat there and was watching both sides eating bread. It was just very, yeah. Every, after a while, how, everything becomes normal.
1: You got the quickest Stockholm syndrome of all time. He had a nap, he, <laughs> yeah, he, he identified right. the prisoners.
0: Um, there's not really a lot else to say about this, is there? I mean, apart from the fact, I, I just started getting really angry at that woman, Natasha, and her. And she was only doing. Do you know what I didn't like about Natasha? That would have been me. You know, you're hating others what you see in yourself.
1: <laughs> Amazing what I've got written down <laughs> Unremarkable un- un- what I've got written down here. Um, let me
0: see if well, I've got anything else. There's,
1: there's little again. There's a few, like you say, they take them to shave. That's, you know, weird. they take to shave. And yeah. then
0: Bespoke suits. Well, they're fitted. Especially suits. the person.
1: Especially the person in the fucking kitchen. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not as if you're front of house. I can understand you want people trimmed and looking sharp at the front, but in the kitchen.
0: Well, he said it's about the, the standard, isn't it? It sets the standard when you have a it's shave. No,
1: it's about breaking them for his control. That's what it's for, Which in my is, opinion.
0: and who does that? Cult leaders. The army.
1: Beginning of uh, full metal jacket, Yes. goodbye, my girl, and hello, Vietnam. Just shaving yeah.
0: that head. It's Yeah, it's exactly that. And the chef does say this. I wanted to create four fundamentals for the, Sorry, I wanted to create four fundamentals for the food. And that was number one, was deliciousness. Now that needs no explanation. Number two, it had to be beautiful. Again, that makes complete sense. Number three, needs to be creative. That might need a little bit of explaining, but go on, we'll give you that. And number four, it needs to have intention. And that intention is it needs to make sense that that food exists. That's going to need a lot of no, explaining, mate. What the fuck? That.
1: Believe me, I am within a lot of abstract conversations of what specific things fucking need, all right? And now that's one of those ones where you're like, well, you can just put anything in there, can't you? And if you think that, that's the way it fucking is. It needs to make sense. Is that fourth one, I can't be asked to explain this, but we're not doing it. Is that what that fourth (laughs) one is, that little minimum fee release clause in a discussion?
0: It's his four fundamentals. Uh, it needs to make sense that the food exists. Well, it exists so we can fucking eat. It's one of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. We need to eat, son. What What more do you need to know?
1: No, no, no. Because you work in a restaurant, every day is the supermarket.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking douchey thing to say, man. What else did he say? Uh, he followed that up with something else. Oh, yeah. We are not in every... He said every day in the Super Bowl and every day is a big event for our patrons. Um, we are not in hospitality. We are in the human connections business. No, you're fucking not. <laughs> oh, my God. Rick, it's not a visual medium. They can't see your funny uh, face. Indeed. Oh, <laughs>
1: Jesus. Oh, I might as well have walked out of the interview at that point. Do you know what I mean?
0: Like you, you are in hospitality. You're making food. You're feeding people. Don't get any. And also, he buys from a food truck on the side of the road every day on his way to work. Yeah, give me one of those churros and a coffee with some milk, please. That's from a guy in a food truck. Is he in the human connection business, the food truck guy? No, he's in the fucking hospitality business. You pompous. What we are
1: selling are dreams and aspirations and uh, <laughs> fucking an expensive profit? <laughs> <what
0: we're> selling. <laughs> he wasn't even wearing a French cuff shirt on opening night. What sort of man does that? And uh, sorry, I, I, I uh, as
1: you know, I'm not a well-tailored man.
0: Oh, i sorry, a shirt that takes cufflinks.
1: Okay, yeah. He right.
0: had a button cuff. On opening right. night, this is a fastidious I'm... man who can't handle how hard velvet was on his skin, yet no cufflinks. Come on.
1: Maybe it irritates his wrists.
0: Yeah, fair, fair point. With, with five mm-hmm. minutes to go, he says to his... Because
1: that looks like a guy who has to do a lot of finger wagging during the shift. He doesn't want to lose a cufflink every five yeah, minutes. Maybe.
0: Yeah, maybe. All right, I'll give you that. Um, I just thought he was a bit chavvy. No cufflinks. Chavy. Um, yeah. There's nothing chavvy actually, yeah, about right. this fucking dude. <laughs> I'm just trying to bring him down to my level. <laughs> and,
1: and again, like, there is nothing inherently wrong about these people. They're no. driven. They're good at what they do. They are good. There is just... Team. This is how you know there are no stakes, right? And if there was no stakes, there would actually be stakes in this documentary. Yeah. Like, this is how you know there was no fucking jeopardy whatsoever, right? They go, he's at the front door. And he went, these doors open in five minutes. There was three minutes left on the documentary. So obviously, everyone came in and went, hmm, that's just nice, and then left.
0: Yep. But he said this, right? With five minutes to go, he got, he's got his whole team there, and there's people outside waiting to get in, and he says to his team, failure is not an option. Y- yes, it is. Failure is always an option. It's not your preferred choice, but it's always on the fucking board. That's one of the most bullshit statements I've ever heard. Failure is not an option.
1: It's one of those things a manager says, you nod on through and you go, yep, don't worry, boss, we got
0: it. But we do our best work in a relaxed state, not in a hyper state that he got them into. That's, again, bad management. You don't terrify people and expect the best from them. You get oh, them That's relaxed. all I've ever
1: seen. In, in, in actual employment, that's all I've ever seen. There has never been someone come go, well, maybe she got them a beanbag in a table tennis table, Then, then productivity might rise by 12%. Now, what we're going to do is we're not going to pay double time on bank holidays, and if you piss us off, this new contract says I can knock you down to nine hours and your family starve. So, uh, John, are you working at night or not?
0: (laughs) You're on board, right, John? You're buying into the dream. The
1: worst of them was uh, Carful Warehouse was fucking hilarious because they paid the the manager's salary was what everyone wanted, but you only got paid if your store met certain quarters for sales, which always damn near unobtainable. And then if you met the sales, but your mystery shopper, you forgot to blow them on the way in and out of the store, then that takes down a new metric down so you don't get your So, and then a new area manager comes in every time and it's just like, all right, here's what we're going to do. Are you going to scream at them? That's exactly what I'm doing. (laughs) I'm going to scream at them. I'm going to say, they're not going to get the women they want because they're not good at life because they can't sell phones and, then they're going to sell the iPhone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> They'll sell the iPhone when they're released because that's when everyone wants a fucking new iPhone. Yeah, it's not down to how clever your salespeople are. Um,
1: the lady who came in and like, all right, what you need to do is find out what your staff want, and then you can hold that against them to motivate them. And it's just like, so Rick, what do you need from this job? I went, I need off from the twenty third to the fourth. <laughs> no, I mean career wise and development. I go,es I'll tell you on the twenty fifth. Twenty third.
0: <laughs> to the fucking fourth. Um, but and this is how, this is how it ends, right? So just before they open, Daniel, whom the chef and co-owner, says to one of his other lower chefs, "I love you, man." And the other chef just looks at him and says. Thank you, Chef.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, yeah thanks, Chef. Oh, the cameras are on, are they? He's not screaming, slapping me around with a massive duck.
0: Yeah. He should have had soloed it. Yeah, I know. Thanks, Chef. Cheers. Yeah, but they're terrified of these people who are co owners. Again, it seemed cult like. Um, right, g- give us your score, kid. What are you going to score this one? Nord point two five. Fucking
1: hell.
0: I'm gonna give it a nine point seven five then. Just <laughs> No, I'm gonna give this a healthy I'm gonna give this a healthy two and a half. That's
1: it. What merited a two? I just 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 because it a, was a show, it deserves I, to be a two?
0: I mean, yeah. I, I guess there was that. And that, that, listen, they hit their deadline. They get a point for that.
1: I thought that would be a thing for you.
0: Yep. Um yeah, fair play. Um they, they got a US senator to get the gas. Future serving.
1: episodes, uh, I would like you not to refer to me as Rick anymore. I think that's informal and create a bad working vibe. So if you refer to me as editor. <laughs>
0: Chief. Because
1: <laughs> that's completely normal to do
0: in any fucking job. So I'm going to call you EIC rather than IRC. Okay, all right, here we are. <laughs> um, all right, what did I give that? Two and a half. So 2.75 fucking hell that's still not our lowest scoring documentary
1: which it should be what's our lowest have think, you got it up there
0: I, you, hang on i'm going to pull this up because you gave one of them like minus 4,
1: Oh, i think no there was minimalist two i give less than minimalist
0: yes you gave a, a hang on just cut out this little bit
1: <clears throat> in fact as you look for that do you want to know what i've been doing throughout this episode yeah go on I've purchased and downloaded and installed Football Manager 2022. <laughs> oh my god!
0: He wouldn't do that on the Patreon episode. I, uh, I've never even been on
1: anything else during an episode ever, but you couldn't tell the whole way through this. This was I was giving it my best.
0: <laughs> uh, it was the minim- minimalist. I, I, we found your number. Um, you gave it minus two hundred and thirty-four, and I gave it minus two hundred and thirty-five which is an overall average score of minus two, 469. Did we do that? Yes. I don't
1: remember giving a large minus score. Yeah,
0: 234. That was a really bad one, to be fair. And that then, was fucking terrible, yeah.
1: If we then tuned in... That the and Minimalist 2, it,
0: just to point that out. The Minimalist yeah. 1 was a really funny... That was really good. That was worth watching. Minimalist 2 was a piece of shit.
1: Yeah, so the equivalent to this in Minimalist 2 is if they did another episode where they just went, yeah, we'll pass the fire test first time this time around, and then it was the same episode again.
0: I wonder if uh, Brendan Dassey is watching this documentary from his jail cell going, I'm going to eat there one day. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get me to 11 Madison Park in New York. That's what, that's what he's got aspirations to. Um, what's next then, kid? What are we going to do next?
1: Uh, Casting of John Bonet Ramsey.
0: Oh, shit. What's that about? That sounds mental.
1: It's not a bad one. That's the one um, you mentioned
0: earlier. That's a real thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck. All right.
1: I need to find it. But uh, Casting of John Bonet Ramsey is coming up. Then a Patreon pick. We've got the Tiger King episodes coming out. On the Patreon. And plus, we've got the uh, bonus one of the 24 personalities dude coming soon as well. Sweet. That'll be dropped sporadically.
0: Sweet. Uh... Right, well, thanks very much for joining on this episode that only earned 2.75. I knew we should have done the dog one.
1: I, I got I, I to be honest, the seven days out thing don't look... <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're not as good as the sport ones, are they? No. They are no, not they, as good they, as the sport ones.
1: I, I, and we're going to freshen up. We're going to get some decent uh, documentaries done now. Um, I think Matt has had his moment in the sun <laughs> choosing them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what it was? I'd have roast dinner before this episode before I picked it. So that was why. Uh, right, I'll uh, I'll see you later then.
1: <laughs> Far less sluggish than you were on Friday. That's impressive, Matt. I did, I could not tell that you'd had Yorkshire puddings. I
0: am a professional.
1: Um, okay, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening yes, again. We do have the Patreon feed. If if you're on the, I tell you what, what we've also done is we've put episode one of the Jinx just free to view on Patreon. If you can find it. It is a bit of a challenge. So if you want to check the link in any of these episodes or our website or on our Instagram, or go to Patreon and uh, chance you on am trying to find it, you will be able to listen to episode one of The Jinx for free. Also, if you just want to leave a review, say anything, it helps with algorithms and all that stuff. Yes. Because we are going back to the Tollgate Hotel and I don't think they're going to give us a discount on those meals again. Yeah, because so, you
0: fucking ruined it. You, how did I ruin it? Because I was going to get us a free meal.
1: They weren't going to give you it for
0: free. They were, I was working it. I was working the room. You were not and charming you just went, them in you, the slightest. You were like, leave you it. Were, it's eight were, quid. Ma- Ma- I've got Ma- them down to Ma- eight quid. Listen to me,
1: Matt. You were flustered from carrying speakers and you were barking at them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I wasn't barking. That was I was trying to win them over with my charisma and, <laughs> and friendliness.
1: And a shout out to the Tollgate Hotel. That was a wonderful carvery.
0: That was that. that was was uh south of England's largest carvery. Go check it out. See T- that land. That's to die for. Right. Let's uh, let's go. Let's wrap this up.
1: All right. It's- Casting John Burney Ramsey. This one is worth watching. Seven days out is not. <laughs>
0: ta <Ta-da>. not. <laughs>